You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. Uh, oh, you're not going to let me introduce myself? <laughs> Are you just going to continue talking through the podcast? Sorry. What's your name? Um, I'm Scout and I am the other half and your sister of OK Sis Podcast. Quarantine edition episode two. <laughs> We are surviving. We are thriving. We are creating. We are resting. We are drinking. We are doing all of the above. Drinking heavily. Emphasis on the drinking. And then I've been barraging Mads with text messages saying, come quarantine with me. Come cuddle with me. Come be with me. But she is refusing, sisters, to spend this difficult time with her blood, with her sister, with potentially the most important person in her life, you know, and um, I just don't know how to feel about it. Okay. Uh, I will tell you how to feel about it. I am a very needy person. And although I present myself as extroverted and outgoing and loud and social, I am really enjoying this alone time and the time to introspect and self-reflect in my own space. So although it would be fun to hang out with you, uh, be with you, I think I would get very, very tired of it within a couple of days. I know. And I would never live with you like on any circumstances. Like if you were like, yo, Scott, you want to move in together to an apartment? I would say the house would have to be so big. Um, it's just wouldn't I we wouldn't we would not do well together. But in the circumstances, I just feel as if this is a time to be with family. Um, our sisters would really appreciate it because we could record a million bajillion episodes of this stupid remote shit. And, you know, I'll like, you know, God damn it. I really wish I was a homeowner and I had like different rooms because then you would totally do it. If yeah. You had your room. Uh, yeah. If you were a homeowner, I'd be there in a second. Get like on that. Pool, with like a pool, you'd be there? Yeah. Get on that shit. Oh, God damn it. Go, go, go and own a home. Okay. Well, it's on my, you know, plan to do in the future. I just didn't think I would need it this fast. Yeah. Quarantine is, you know, making it tough times over here. Yeah, I'm really failing at my life goals. The timing of my life is not working, but whatever. Things are other things are working for me. All right, let's move on. So, um, shall we do housekeeping? Uh, sure, guys. I think that today we're only going to ask you to do two things to spare yourself. We would love it and so appreciate it if you would text OK says to one of your or five of your best friends that need the sisterhood and the sorrel energy in their lives. And please join our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters. It's going off. Girls are commenting in there left and right, and it's a really great sense of community during these times. 
Amazing. Um, round of current fixations. I guess you'll go first since that's just the – Oh, wait. But there's some mazels that need to be um, handed out, which I don't even think you know about yet. But I'm just on top of shit this week. And I don't know if you even <laughs> – if you're even aware that Ben Higgins and his girlfriend got engaged. Oh, my God. Wait. I didn't know this. Yeah. They literally posted maybe 13 minutes ago while you were restarting your computer to hop on here. Holy fuck. He did a proposal during quarantine? That is he- bold. Oh, he did. But because I'm – come on. Like what are you going to do? Just sit on a diamond ring forever? Wow. Yeah. And we don't know how long we're going to be quarantined. So you might as well get it – get the deed done. Well, so it could have been done like three weeks ago and they just announced it today. You know, they're like, well, we might be quarantined forever. Might as well announce it. Like who knows, you know, how long ago this actually happened if they wanted to keep it to themselves and their family. A lot of people in the public eye do that. Um, but they are engaged. The ring – you can see it from far away, so I kind of like did some snooping. It looks very beautiful, and I'm I'm really happy for them. Ben Higgins is one you know one of my favorite members of Batch Nation. Just a solid, good dude, and I'm really stoked that he found his one. Yeah, what a sweetie. Also, uh, Ben Higgins adjacent, and since we're on the topic of Bachelor, Peter and Kelly oh, were dude. seen together. This is just ongoing, dude. Like what? So do you think that the whole him and Madison thing was completely staged for the finale? Absolutely. Oh, my God. She was awkward and weird and there was something missing and it was like, why aren't you guys just together, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it was completely for the cameras. They wanted some sort of semblance of a final moment and a coming together. There was no result from that from that season so this was the the thing that they could scrap together and she obviously wanted some more facetime to come back onto the show she's now friends with selena gomez so she's fine seriously how did that happen she's all over the place we don't know but um yeah so peter and kelly are i guess together and i i predicted that actually you did yeah you really did i don't mean i don't know if they're together i don't know what's going i i don't know what's going on this is all happening so fast how do you go from like proposing to hannah ann to taking madison back to now you're with kelly like there just seems to be a lot of situations going unless which i really don't like believing that the bachelor is scripted and this is you know the course of action that peter wanted to take all along i don't really believe that's true i think if it was he was like so in love with Kelly in the beginning, he would have chosen her. But also I think Kelly played the game really different than most of the other girls and didn't fawn over him and whatever, blah, 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 you know, subject into the drama. So I think he was like, well, does she really want it? I don't want to waste my time on someone who like maybe doesn't want this. But um, yeah, really insane. They are hanging out. They are not social distancing. And um, oh, I looked because I'm a creeper. I was on Peter's Instagram and I looked on his tagged pics. He untagged himself from all of those. All of what? The probably like paparazzi quote unquote photos of him and Kelly. How do you know that he untagged himself? Because Kelly's tagged in a million and there's none <laughs> on Peter's tagged photos. So strange. Um, another. What do you think about the quarantine crew, a.k.a. Tyler C. and Hannah B.? I know. Like, are they having sex? They're 100% having sex. I don't know if they're actually boyfriend and girlfriend, but they created a – New TikTok that is rivaling the hype house, and it's called Quarantine Crew. And I just don't really like how they're making coronavirus their brand. Uh, it's kind of weird and a bit tone deaf, but um, and 100% they are not social distancing because there's like 10 people in that house. And I think people are coming and going. It's just not a great situation. I also, like, how did that happen? Were they – was Tyler like, yo, Hannah, you want to hang out for the weekend? And then she got there and she's like, oh, it's quarantine time. Or was he like, okay, I think we're going to be quarantined together. Do you want to quarantine with me and my friends? And so she flew out to wherever they are. I don't know where they are. And they all got a house together. Like, was this predestined or was this like a weekend that is now turning into three months? Like, so what? I, I have all the answers for you. Oh. So Tyler C's mom passed away, sadly. Um, we send his regards. And Hannah, was in Georgia – no, sorry, Alabama because her brother had some complications or some sickness. So she was there tending to her brother. He was in Florida tending to his mom who has now passed. And I guess they were in contact because they were going through 
tough times both together at you know at the same time and so she went to the funeral of the of Tyler C's mom and then quarantine happened like a day later so they are at Tyler C's childhood home and she just decided to stay with him in order to mourn or help him grieve grieve so she is not staying with her family during this time because now she's stuck there yeah I think she just got to Florida and was consoling him with sexual endeavors and then just decided to stick it out. I mean, I hope they're having sex. I mean, I'm sure they are. Like, put a little wine in two people that have already fucked, you know what I mean? And you're stuck with them forever. Well, they didn't fuck on the show, but they did they have did that after. One. Yeah, they did have that one sleepover. So, yeah, I mean, Tyler C's brother is in all the TikToks. He's kind of cute. Um, there's some other women that I'm not really sure about, and I wish them the best. I hope they're being safe, but doesn't seem like it. Did you see also talking about Batch Nation? Did you see the rumor? And I don't know how valid this is, so I don't want to spread misinformation, but I shall share it with you to see if you've heard that Madison and Connor were rumored being together. Oh, yes, of course. I've heard this rumor. Uh, sure. I don't know, nor do I care. It feels like every day there's a different thing with her. Um, Connor, I did just stumble upon his TikTok, and boy, he has quite the TikTok presence. He's silly. Mm. Oh, okay. I just feel like it's so weird because um, if you go on the show Batch, Bachelor, whatever you do, and then after, all of a sudden, the old Batch people become like BFF with the new Batch people overnight. Like Vanessa, shout out to Vanessa Paso, okay, sis guest. She posted a photo with her and Madison, and it's just like, how do you – Vanessa's in Canada. How do you guys know each other? Like how does everybody just become best friends in Batch Nation like overnight? Uh, it's baffling to me as well. I am not entirely sure, but I did see that photo and was confuzzled uh, by the distance that there is between them. Well, but I think that was photo was taken before. before. She wasn't on with her on her birthday. No, no, no. Yeah. Because um, Vanessa has been very good about the social quarantine, let me tell you. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's great. She's been doing some great IGTVs, quality content over there. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Um, another TikTok that I would like to um, present to the class, Dean is on TikTok and he is filming Kaylin doing very funny TikTok challenges and this poor girl cannot get any of them correct, and it's very, very silly to watch. Oh, I want to watch that. That sounds fun. I would highly recommend. But we'll get to my content corner a little later. Can we talk about me being on TikTok? That's going to be in our content corner. Oh, sorry. Okay, we can do current fixations. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so my current fixation, since I usually put my collagen in my smoothie every morning, but I can't really make smoothies because I was making them at the office when I got into my office because Adam sleeps later than me, so I can't make a smoothie in the morning. So I need to get my collagen from another source. So I've been using Hum uh, Pop Collagen. Um, It's Hum Nutrition. It's a cute pink bottle, and it's this little pink fuzzy tablet that you put into water, and it fizzes up, and it makes your water taste yummy. And that has been sort of my replacement because my hair has been growing tremendously. Honestly, I looked at a photo of me from like November, from before when I used to take collagen. And let me tell you, it's working. And so I have to keep this up. And then also on a side note of collagen, um, it is on my to-do list to order 
uh, Kalumi bars during this time. I'm going to get like a bunch in bulk who are also pasto cases guests because one, you can never have too much collagen. I'm sure my husband will say something different scientifically. And two, I love Kalumi. But if you're looking for just like something to put in your drink every day to keep your collagen levels up, Hum Nutrition is a really good source. Yes, I also have Hum Nutrition. I think we both got it in our goodie bag from the Skins launch party. And that just reminded me because I just ran out of my Vital Proteins collagen. So I'm going to be ingesting the Hum collagen and let's see if it does the trick. Another thing I wanted to mention that you had just said is smoothie logistics. That is something... It's, it's a struggle. Sure. That is something that I've always thought about because I have roommates. I wake up very early and I've never been able to uh, have a smoothie. And um, I am envious of everyone that makes these very beautiful, elaborate smoothies with all of their stuff in it. Um, And I've never uh, got to get in on that action. And let me tell you, you feel so, once we had Koya Web on, I started having smoothies in the morning. You feel so energized and satisfied and healthy when you have a smoothie in the morning. I am dying to have a smoothie in the morning again. But then at the same token, we're in quarantine and the smoothie ingredients aren't exactly the most social distancing friendly of ingredients because they obviously only last, you know, five to six days. So it's not the best quarantine thing to do. But honestly, I just want a freaking smoothie. Uh, I feel you, girl. Um, that has never been in the cards for me, but maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'll pray for you. Oh. Um, okay, what's your current fixation, Mads? All right. My current fixation, it's going to be an entire uh, sartorial category, if you what? will. What? Do, you, do you know what sartorial means? It means pertaining to fashion. Okay, yeah, like the sartorialist? Sure. So the category that I'm currently fixated on, sweatsuits. Oh, geez. Yep. You are you're you probably have more sweatsuits than Kenzie Elizabeth at this point. That is the biggest compliment you have ever given to me. And I know, and it's not a compliment to Kenzie because she's the sweatsuit queen. So she's got <laughs> up her game. So I have been thoroughly addicted. I think I do have an addiction. Um, it's become my uniform wholly. And this was pre-quarantine as well. Um, but now but, it's just running rampant. I mean, during quarantine, it is a consistent sweatsuit. You switch into one, one day, you get into another the next day. There is no other option for what we should be wearing at this time. So I want to share with the class some new brands that I have dabbled in and um, the best and the worst of sweatsuits. Actually, all of mine are best. So let's just be honest. Um, Okay. So let me list off my favorite ones. One, obviously my tried and true Mad Happy. Again, Mad Happy is not really um, the type of like very fuzzy, cozy sweatsuit that you're thinking of in your head, but it is obviously very trendy and very fashionable. And you, you feel like you are on, on the pulse, you know, when you're wearing it. So Mad Happy is great. Very pricey, though. Number two is Entire World. If you're looking for super, super soft and cozy, just basic sweatsuits, Entire World is, is where to go. Number three, Lou and Gray. It feels like you are literally in a cloud when you are wearing them. Um, also a favorite of Cassie Randolph. So, you know, that I'm, you know, being being good in that regard. Number four. I just got an Outdoor Voices sweatsuit. Very cozy, a little rough inside, so don't don't expect it to be super soft. Um, but it is the fit is very nice and very cozy. I'm usually not a hood girl, but I got a hood, and it lets me hide away from the world. Number five, uh, just got Sivan Ayla's new sweatsuit from her Tan Lines drop. Uh, it. The drop is mostly exercise clothes, but uh, as the sweatsuit queen, I had to purchase and try this sweatsuit out. Honestly, this is the best one of them all, Um, not in terms of comfort, but in terms of cut and style. It is a cropped top and flowy, and then the pants are high-waisted and – they're cropped at the bottom, which is something that is really hard to find in sweat in sweatsuits. I usually have to get my sweatsuits cropped, uh, the sweatpants cropped, because they're usually longer and bunchier at the bottom, which is a big pet peeve of mine. So Sivan's is incredible, a little pricey, but if you're looking for like a really trendy cut, I would go there. 
Um, next, I got the Summer Fridays exclusive limited, limited edition sweatshirt. It is a sweatshirt that says, this is a sweatshirt made by Summer Fridays. You got to respect the plain text and um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Like very obvious text on the sweatshirt. This is the softest thing I've ever put onto my skin. Um, and it's cropped. It has raw edges. It's a size large and it's only one size. So it's super oversized, but cropped. So, you know, I love both of those things very much. Um, so that's, that's my sweatsuit haul. If anyone would like me to make an IGTV or a TikTok with all of the sweatsuits, I will hundred percent gladly do it. I might also do it without your permission. Um, so expect that coming soon. Can I talk about my sweatsuit collection? Sure. Okay, so I have – I bought a black sweatsuit collection from Hanes off Amazon. Very cute. Very comfy. Top's not that oversized. Don't like the oversized look on the top. I like the oversized look on the bottom. I do have to get the bottoms cropped and it's been on my to-do list for like two months and I haven't done it. So I'm just rolling them at the bottom at this point. Um, the other sweatsuit I wear is obviously our Girl Gang the Label OKSIS collab. The pants are so good. They fit me perfectly. And then I just ordered a sweatsuit from Misguided. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm going nuts on Misguided because it's so fucking cheap. I literally spent $80 and gotten maybe seven outfits. And so I got a matching white sweatsuit, which is funny because Mads just got her white Outdoor Voices sweatsuit. So I'm going to take a picture in my wet white sweatsuit. Jeez, say that 10 times fast and post it to Instagram. But it's just funny because we were thinking alike. But I am really living in set active during these trying times. Um, I have purchased my third set active set in a beautiful fawn color that I'm excited about. And so that's kind of what I've been in, a mixture of sweatsuits, set active, although today I am in a cute top and jean shorts because, you know, you just have to. You know, at one point, you just got to you just gotta put something on. But anyways, you should definitely do an IGTV on our Instagram of your sweatsuit collection. I think that's genius because you are quite quite the pioneer. Why, thank you, Scout. I'll, t- I'll take it. Okay, shall we get into this episode? Yeah, so let's talk about the outline a little bit. Um, it's going to be a bit over, all over the place. It's uh, This is more of a sisterly chat, I think. Um, I think in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll dive into topics specifically. But I think uh, this one is just going to be a little bit of a recap of certain shows we've been watching. Again, we'll do a content corner, which is usually just me ranting about all the various streams and channels and mediums of content that I am uh, ingesting at the time. And um, oh, I do want to do a little update on the productivity talk that we had last week. Mm-hmm. So where yeah. do we want to start? <laughs> Why don't you do the update real quick, and then we're going to get into the Tiger King. Oh, God. Can you say that again? The Tiger King. You sound crazy. Okay, so if you didn't listen to our last episode, um, obviously go back and listen to it because, you know, premium content. But we talked about this um, this narrative that's happening during quarantine and during all the additional downtime that we have um and there's this big urge to be productive and then there's shame around um you know if you're not productive and you're a bit more lazy at this time and you're not writing that novel or starting that passion project and uh scout and i kind of argued a bit on both sides and i think all it is is coming to a balance between what you define as being productive and then also taking that time and creating boundaries and not shaming yourself for watching the tiger king for seven straight hours um so i did as as i've said on a previous episode i have this newsletter from the good trade i it's called The Daily Good. I highly recommend everyone subscribe to it. It brings such uh, joy into every day for me. And um, the – the uh, what's her name? Pub- not uh, – Editor-in-chief, there we go, um, has a re- has really great insights every day that she puts in the top. So this is one from last week that I sent to Scout, and both of us resonated with it immensely. 
If you feel a lack of motivation to be productive, replace it with an urge to create. Lean into whimsy and wonder and curiosity. Discover what beautiful things you can make out of nearly nothing and a bit of silence. So I think this perfectly ties in that balance between you can use the downtime to create and be whimsical, but um, not have that pressure to make it a business or monetize off of it. Simply doing things because it brings you pleasure. So for instance, me, I've been researching a lot about coffee and how to make better coffee. Um, There's this TikTok trend that I'm going to try tomorrow with this uh, whipped coffee that I got some grinds for. I'm also going to be purchasing a French press so I can kind of learn different variations of coffee. So that, you know, that's something that is just piqued my interest. I'm not going to become a coffee influencer, but it's just kind of being curious about areas where if you didn't have time or, um, yeah, if you didn't have time before, you can kind of tap into those different arenas of your life. Another one I was thinking about is maybe even learning how to do my makeup. I Dude, mean, I was thinking about that today, but then that, that requires buying a lot of makeup. Sure. So yeah, that's probably enough. That's too much of a, you know, effort. But um, another thing I was thinking of is I would really love to learn uh, how to use Photoshop. So maybe I'll do something on Skillshare where it teaches me and just play around, play around with some designs. And hopefully that's a skill that I can carry on into my uh, career, but it's just something that I've been wanting to do. So uh, just kind of think about different areas that you're excited about. um, And read up on them and learn how you can implement them during your free time rather than making it this quote unquote scary productive thing. Yeah, I think that quote really brings together your perspective and my perspective and puts it into a really nice balancing quote um, because I don't want anyone to feel pressure. And I think that you and I, like productivity and creating for me are interchangeable, but for some people they aren't. And for some people, those two words mean very different things and they can be very stressful and pressure and ominous, where for me, they're both exciting and positive words. Um, So I think that that quote kind of encapsulates what I was trying to say and what you were trying to say and puts it together in a very balanced thought. Um, Something that I'm doing because I really am wanting to lean into it is that I have a lot of content in my brain about mental health and I have been wanting to connect to more people about mental health since I am bipolar. And through this podcast, I've connected with some of the sisters about mental health and anxiety, but I really wanted to lean into that a little bit more. So I did an Instagram live around mental health. I've been playing around with my captions on Instagram with mental health. And I'm starting a solo podcast that just is rambling um, about different mental health topics and tips and tricks, and then throwing in obviously some entrepreneur stuff. But it's really being created just mostly to help myself, you know what I mean? Like to formulate my thoughts around certain things and to explore certain topics. And I don't think I'm going to like be so rigid about posting it all the time and whatever, but it's just a space for me to come and share my mental health journey and hopefully inspire other people. But it doesn't really even matter if anybody listens to it. It's just really being created out of a need for me to formulate, to think, to philosophize, and to make form out of the teachings that I have walked through, through therapy, through all this stuff. So that's what I'm doing during this time. Obviously, I'm still working on my agency and helping that grow and everything, but obviously we have more downtime. So I am placing my efforts there because it's something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, but I just felt so pulled in life. And maybe this is something I do just for quarantine, right? Like it, I, it's not, I'm not expecting it to continue maybe after if I don't have enough time because my priorities lie in Scouts Agency and OK says. But since I have the time, I am exploring that aspect of myself and it's been really healing. It's been really healing for me. And so in that way, it's a personal project and it feels good to do something without the expectation and without necessarily like the business acumen and to grow it, to grow it, whatever. You know, we do that with OK Sis, which is so fun for us. But um, so that's been my arena of creativity and creating. I love that for you. Healing powers. You always say that. You always are like, I love that for you. Where did you get that? Oh, it's like a very annoying phrase. I know. And when you say it, I think you're being mean, but you're not, but you are. Um, I think it's a little both. Yeah. Well, that's mostly what it is when you it's, it's just talk a to filler. me about my life. It's a filler. It's a filler phrase, you know? Okay. Well, love the filler phrase for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's fucking get into the Tiger King. Okay. Let's so here's the thing. Yes. Okay, I need to say 
firsthand that I was the one that presented this to Maddie. Let it go on the fucking record that I consumed the Tiger King content before Mads did and I made her watch it. And okay, hold, I- on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to correct you there. You did not introduce me to the Tiger King. It has literally been every fucking where. Everyone is watching it. You were only the one that convinced me to do it so that we could recap it on the podcast. Okay, but fine. fine. You didn't we can say I hopped on a train before you did. Sure, I'll give you that. So this is a monumental moment. Okay, the Tiger King. We have sex cults. We have polygamy. We have straight guys becoming gay. We have methamphetamine. We have missing millionaires. We have exotic cats. We have paying people to kill people. We have social media. We have reality TV. I mean, this is just my mind. Every episode is so goddamn blown that I can't believe this is real life. So there are are major takeaways. Of course, the insanity is a uh, huge theme around this. Um, But certain things that happen for me is it's very interesting how there is not one character that you root for on this show. Every single person is hateable and has flaws and uh you cannot get behind which is you is not really saying or is saying a lot for shows because usually around uh even if it's a documentary or reality a reality tv show there's the protagonist and the antagonist and there is no the, everything is an antagonist there's nothing of the sort there is no dynamic and every single person is an evil human being at heart and it is very interesting to see them battle between uh these grounds now The next thing I want to talk about, which is the social media and the aspect of that, this is actually a very well-known story. And I think obviously it's becoming widely known and acceptable uh, because of this Netflix series. But this is actually a whole part of America that I just did not know about, which is – which is – it's just – so interesting to think about, you know, when they were saying that these YouTube videos get about 20 million views. That's more than David Dobrik's YouTube. Okay. Like the fact that we did not know that this was happening and existing and people are lined up to help this fucking Carol Baskin and volunteer for her. Their whole life. Their whole life. It is appalling. And it is just there must be there must be something about tigers. Like it's got to be like a drug, right? Like the minute you see one, you get. Because I mean, I get it in the sense that um, if I were to ever see an orca whale, like I think I would feel such a rush of adrenaline and such a humbling, amazing experience. But that experience humbles me. Where when people see these tigers, because they're allowed to interact with them, they get so high on life. It, they they said it perfectly. It's like driving a Ferrari. It becomes a social status. I think if you're able to survive being around the tiger, then you feel invincible. And there's this correlation, I guess, because, yeah, I guess since it's such a dangerous uh, species and and a dangerous task to maintain these tigers, and when you essentially gain their trust to be around them without them killing you, yeah, I feel like that could be pretty exhilarating. But I am just so perplexed by their obsession and fascination and the fact that they will go to such lengths either to protect or to um, capitalize on them. There are just – I've never seen someone go to such extremes for – an animal. <laughs> like it's insane. I think a biggest one is of course the polygamous relationship that you were mentioning with this cult leader, which at the end of the series I was like, what or the end of the show, uh um, Where'd he go? Yeah. Doc? Yeah. I was like, what happened? What why was this guy even in it? He had no real um I stake he, in the No, I think he was just um a, Doc was just a uh essentially a big player in that world. And so they wanted him for talking, you know, and he obviously – Testimony. But then he obviously added the aspect of like he made the tiger situation super sexy and he like, you know, wrangled up these 17-year-old virgins and created, you know, know, uh, what's it called Uh, when you uh, overtly sexualize someone? Um, And then kind of created this sex cult, which he claims is not true, but um, I think it was just an added element of these people are nuts. Nuts. And obviously Joe Exotic. Yeah, I want to go through each character. What was your initial reactions of Joe Exotic? I thought he was a buffoon. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like a fun hang. Totally. And like uh, once in your life, just once. Like a complete nut job. But I kind of uh, had an affinity towards him. His music videos were highly entertaining. I will be playing those songs on repeat during this quarantine's time. Um, But he seemed, I mean, you got to hand it to him. He did seem pretty smart. Just the way he was able to conjure up money and fuel this zoo. And he obviously had so much passion for it, but he was definitely twisted uh, on heavy drugs. Yeah, on heavy, heavy drugs. Um, But no, I I mean, very entertaining. And his presidential campaign, gotta love it. I love the condoms that he sent out for his presidential campaign. I mean, he is literally like one step below Trump, right? In the sense that they both just say whatever they want. I mean, just Joe Exotic takes it to a whole nother extreme. But I so enjoyed watching Joe because I was so shocked at the amount of people that were so drawn into his life. So Joe Exotic seduced two straight 18-year-old to 20-year-old men and convinced them to be in a homosexual relationship with him and then convince him that the three of them were going to get married. I mean, when you look at Joe, there is nothing about Joe that says, that's my leader. That's the sexiest man I've ever seen. I'm going gay for him. I mean, there's literally, he's repulsive, but yet people were so drawn to him. And it's so interesting to me because it's just so not in my realm of any sort of attraction whatsoever. But I just thought he was so interesting because he obviously, and I think that maybe the documentary didn't pick up on this, but he obviously had a very charismatic way about him and he probably honed in on individuals one-on-one and maybe maybe really um, made them feel seen and heard and taken care of. Um, so I don't know what – all of these guys had this power that people were infected by them. Like everybody wanted to follow Joe. Everybody wanted to follow Doc. Everybody wanted to follow Carol, right? All three of them had a very – um, contagious power about them that I just don't understand. I wonder if this dynamic exists in any other exotic animal sphere. Like, does this happen for penguins or whales? Like, why is it about tigers specifically that makes people go nuts like this? Okay, Matt, you can't have a pet whale, first of all. Well, it's not, no, in but the you ocean. Can have a zoo. No, you have a zoo. They're still yeah. in captivity in the zoos in the Sea World. Yeah, just see Well, that's a whole other thing. Okay, question. Do you think Carol killed her first husband or her second husband technically? 100%. So I think she did for sure and I'll tell you why. Because I think he was trying to escape but I think that he failed in that because if he did escape and go to Costa Rica like successfully, he would have taken all of his money and he didn't. I also think she killed him because she's never understood or has never said why she thinks – he's died also she seemed a little too happy when she was recounting the whole situation and was kept giggling in this oh this yeah scary super fucking weird very machiavellian machiavellian sense she was Mm -hmm. just a little sociopath yeah carol baskin very calculated everyone go watch chloe Feynman's impression of her yeah but she's great but she doesn't do the laugh she should have done the laugh in that Why don't you it's go- like a, it's like it's a little too subdued, you know. Like Carol, like all of a sudden would like spurt into like, ha, 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 you know. Like we need, we need. It wasn't so monotone the whole time. I'm like an evil witch. Why don't you go tell Chloe Feynman and give her a note? I will give her my cr- constructive criticism, and I will ask for draft two. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, another huge part about this whole series, which I have been thoroughly enjoying, is the meme culture that has erupted Wait, as a result. What about Jeff Lowe? Sure. I mean, him like, where with, does with this guy the, come from? Him getting the nanny with the big boobs, I was, I wanted to throw up in his face, projectile well, vomit on the TV. That's what him and Lauren do. Him and his wife, they have like they have threesomes, which is totally fine. But they, that's the life they live, where it's a little bit, you know, it's super open like that. They, ne- they never said how he made his money or how Carol's second husband made his money. Good point. I was very confused by that, especially Carol's husband. They kept saying he was a millionaire. No one knew it because he was super frugal and, you know, you you would never know just by looking at him. I was like, okay, wait. So where did he get his money? 
Yeah, or the fact that he just picked her up on the side of the road and was like, I need someone to talk to. Yeah, and you could point the gun at my head to keep safe. I mean, I just, this is, <laughs> guys, every episode at the end, I was like, what the fuck? I was, it, gets, it, it keeps going. It just yeah, keeps going. I was just, like desensitized when something happened. Like, let's say Travis, who Travis can get it. He was a little haughty. When yeah, he, he's so cute. When he committed suicide, that wasn't even a huge plot point, but that could have been, you know, like even just that could have been like a huge plot point. But there was just so m- many subjects that intertwined See, I knew I knew Travis killed himself, not from previous, but I was like, wait, Travis isn't in this documentary. And then I was like, he killed himself. I figured that one out. So when it happened, I was like, yep, that that makes sense. Another huge plot line was that Joe Exotic burned down his studio and – I almost forgot about that. You know what I mean? It's just like all of these different things could have been – a whole series in itself. You literally would think that these people are like drug lords and fighting over multi-billion dollar territories around the globe, but instead they're fighting over like – Tigers. Also, also, not only – I'm shocked that a tiger is only four grand. I'm shocked that, that- – makes no sense. A dog can be up to five grand, like a little one. I am shocked that he only paid his murder for a higher $5,000. Well, I mean, I think to that guy, five grand was like a lot. Jesus, how much? How much would you need to kill someone? Yeah, zero. I would not zero in the sense that I would kill someone for zero dollars. <laughs> I mean, there is no chance in hell anyone could offer me anything to kill somebody. Yeah, no, 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 no. I would just. There's just no fucking way. Yeah, just, okay. I mean, anyone is willing to kill someone for money. The chances are they'll probably go pretty low. That's probably true. You know what I mean? Like if you're if there's a price on that, that's negotiable. That's <laughs> there's something highly wrong with you. This this show is just a whirlwind, really. Heather McMahon, I think, summed it up. She's like, buckle in and just hunker down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the producers too were like, I had no idea this was gonna happen. I mean, this is just a gold mine, right? They landed on a gold mine. The fact that Joe Exotic literally filmed his life every single day for the past God knows how long, so they had all that footage. When the and producers, then- when the producers interjected, it was hilarious. So like that one time, one of the I don't know who this guy was, but he had said, "Oh yeah," and Carol, how she killed his her second wife or her second husband, and he was like, "Wait, wait, wait what?" What? And then he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She uh, killed her second husband. That's widely known. And they're like, wait, let's back it up. No, it is like they had no idea what they were getting into. I honestly think, and I read a, um, an article about them in the New York Times, the producers, I think that they honestly wanted to tell a story about tiger conservation. And what happened was the shit show of the human beings that were responsible for the tigers. And they just had to run with it. They just really had to run with it. You do not leave the Tiger King feeling bad for animals. You just don't because they never really talked so much about the abuse. They just said that Joe Exotic abused them and you're like, well, what did he do? Like, what does that mean? Right. And then, I mean, you find out that he shot five of them, but he said that was euthanizing. Like the whole thing's a little strange, but it did really strike me at the very end, which I do want to talk about, is that there, I think these numbers are not super accurate because I don't remember what it said, but it was about four to 5,000 tigers live in the wild today in this world. And there's about 10,000, maybe more in captivity as either pets or at a zoo in the United States. And that's a really disappointing statistic. So I thought, you know, that was their last chance of being like, I promise we're about conservation and not drama. But I just, I mean, fuck. So, yeah, the Tigers were ancillary characters in this entire narrative. And um, if you are looking for some content to digest and, like, just just drink up, this series will will take you for a ride. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I'm so happy it exists. And the memes, you're right. The memes are just too much. The memes, I saw one today that said – me leaving quarantine like and it was the clip of joe exotic oh, yeah i've seen that um, joe exotic's presidential campaign where he's like i'm broke as shit yeah. I, 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 I did math in my life <laughs> it's just like oh my god i i will not wear a suit it's so relatable i'm not gonna wear a suit when i leave this quarantine it's sweatsuits for life now 
Oh my god, I just can't. It is so good. It is great. Premium content. Uh, head over Netflix uh, and enjoy. Very. Uh, I- I- I'm really excited for you guys to to go on this ride. And if you want some more premium content, you can join me on TikTok because I have made my TikTok debut. And let me tell you, sisters, I went more viral than Mads has ever gone viral on TikTok, and I will take that to my grave. If you, what is what I don't. Sorry, I was on TikTok because I wanted to see how many views I'm up to now. I can't. So if you're the reason we go TikTok viral, I am quitting all social media. I mean, I think I'm going to because when I dance, I do this weird um, facial expression that I can't not do. And so it's just me trying to be bodily. Like my body is trying to be sexy, but my face looks like it's angry and constipated. That's not why you're going viral. It's because you were in a bra. That is why you went viral. Okay, let's 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 say something. It was a sports bra. Okay, I'm not in like a lacy Victoria's Secret lingerie over here. Although maybe I, I should try that. I could try that. I am convinced that TikTok has in the TikTok algorithm it um, promotes people. They like find if you're wearing a bra or showing your midriff, and they just put you in the for you page. Well, I'll whore myself out for the for you page for us. Oh God! Uh, if you guys want to follow us on TikTok, it's at Okisis Podcast. Uh, we're learning new dances every day. I'm trying. I did. I did the. Uh, which one did I do today? I'm a savage. I'm a savage. Didn't didn't match it. I was awesome. Uh, and you really work up a sweat. I was like out of breath. I've told you this so many times. It's a great workout, you guys. If you're just – if not even if you're posting them, just do it to work out. It's so fun and it is it'll, – it'll bring up your heart rate. That's for sure. But also I do want to talk about TikTok in the sense that yesterday I did a deep dive since I just got on TikTok yesterday. And um, I was just going through the homepage and watching all these TikToks. And TikTok is such a joyful spot. Like there's no negativity. It is all humor and fun and like silliness and greatness. And it it just made me feel so good. I was literally laughing out loud. I couldn't believe some of the shit I was watching. Oh, yeah. No, TikTok is a grand place. I go there uh, when I want a little break from my day, if I want a little laugh. Because it's – yeah, it's a little different than Instagram. Although Instagram is – I majority of it is positive. There are, you know, those comparison aspects and you you kind of don't know what you're going to get if it's going to be more serious or um, you know, news about corona, but things on TikTok are either people not making fun of but making fun of like quarantine life, I guess, and um just dancing and being silly and having a good time. Yeah, I'm so into it. I'm like a convert. Welcome. Thanks. I'm going to flood our TikTok feed. Oh, great. Can you move locations though? I don't like it when it's all the same background. Well, it's Thanks. really hard because I that's like really a prime place I can put my phone. I've really tried a lot of areas. Well, we did a TikTok in your home, member, um, and we I found some good places. Just play around. Explore. Okay. 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 Um, other things on my content corner, Maddie's content corner. That's what we're calling this uh, segment. Oh, you're not going to ask me what is in my content corner? Well, because there's nothing else other than Tiger King and TikTok. Um, yeah, that's actually quite accurate. <laughs> that's about it. That's about all I'm consuming. Okay. So since I finished you on Netflix, uh, very intense but sexy show, uh, I posted that Joe Goldberg can get it. He is so hot. I it, And he's like a full-on serial killer in the show, but he is just like so sexy. <laughs> And I am um, I actually no, I'm not ashamed to say it. So that show's what, great. That sexy? No, yeah, because he's a very conflicting character. I mean, he's a serial killer. I mean, okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. I mean, it's Penn Bagley is more than what I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I mean, how are you, you know? Yeah. Okay. So gossip girl. Um and another th- so since I finished that, I have started the bold type, which is this show on Hulu. Uh, very light show. Uh, I if you've seen Younger, it's very similar to that. It's on par. Um, it's about these three women living in New York City and they work at a magazine and they're having sex and they're, you know, doing millennial things. It's fabulous, you know, just a light show to get you through the corona times. Um, I highly recommend it. I think there's like four seasons, so it, it's a good it's a good one. 
Um, another thing is I'm still reading my year of rest and relaxation. Uh, I don't recommend it to anyone. This is the worst book I've ever read. Ooh. And I, I have, I have like OCD. I can't not finish books. So. Oh, you're just killing yourself. You're just a masochist. You're just every word. You're like, fuck. It's yeah. That's the whole vibe of this book. I I'm so confused why anyone liked it. It was on every single list that like uh, I think two years ago or so and everyone on Instagram has been you know sharing their thoughts on it and how it's incredible and I am so confused. I think I'm reading the wrong book. I think I have picked up the wrong book mm-hmm. or they've put in different pages because this book is trash. It is okay it's not trash um the subject matter is very serious and i'm not trying to say the subject is uh to be you know uh made fun of it's about someone who has depression who's an orphan both of her parents died and she obviously has a drug addiction to uh the antidepressants and um the whole premise that's is that interesting she- a drug addiction to antidepressants I think that's what she's taking. You would you would know the names of all these drugs. She just she takes all of them all day. Heard, I've never heard of a, uh, an addiction to antidepressants. Okay, what is interfunanal? Interfunanal? <laughs> Are you talking about fentanyl? Maybe, <laughs> but it starts with an I. Okay, so there's uh, all there's all these drugs. Whatever she her whole private the whole uh, goal of the year is so that she wants to sleep the whole year. And so she takes oh. all these drugs and I'm not kidding. That is the whole book. I There has not been one, one other plot point. She literally just keeps taking these drugs and then lies to her psychiatrist to get more of the drugs. And then she sleeps okay. and We're then that's done. it. That yeah. sounds terrible. Awful. I'm getting Awful. depressed just thinking about it. I get depressed every time I read it. And I, okay. I'm going to give you permission <laughs> to not finish this book i know it's so bad i have 50 more pages so i'm like please end <laughs> something oh else because oh i i had a milestone the other day yeah i finished um fuck what's it called oh the fountainhead by ayn rand it's like 700 or 900 pages or something oh that gives me anxiety just thinking about 700 pages it was very good although if you're going to go with ayn rand i highly suggest atlas shrugged which is longer but incredible but the fountainhead was very very good as well yeah okay so i'm almost done with that and then hopefully my next book is called the idiot and i've heard i've also heard equally good things so and this seems i think the subject matter is a is a bit lighter so uh Let's let's everyone just please pray for me that I get into a, a better book because oi, oi is right. Anyways, um, th- that's pretty much it for my content corner. It's a little limited, um, because my life has been consumed by Tiger King and uh, TikTok as well. So, oh, we're on the same page. Exactly. I love it. Oh my god, I miss you so much. Um, can we just talk about three things that we're grateful for, real quick? I am okay. What am I grateful for? I am. <laughs> so it's your idea. No, I know. I just thought it'd be a fun exercise. I am grateful for my beautiful, beautiful apartment. I love that I live in a concrete palace with floor to ceiling windows. It is gorgeous. I am grateful for the fact that my husband has made me dinner pretty much every night. Fuck yeah. I am grateful for all of the people that I am connecting with this week over FaceTime. I love all of that. Um, I am grateful for my newfound interest and patience for cooking. Um, I've been cooking up a storm, which is usually not my brand. So it's actually been pretty fun and uh, nourishing. Two, I am grateful for my cozy bed and uh, the space that I get to work and also my rooftop because then I can do workouts in the fresh air. And then three, I am grateful for you, Scout. And Aww. okay, sis, and the community we've built here. And um, I really hope that this content is worthy of everyone's time because I know that there is a lot of content that you could be consuming at this time and you have chosen to listen to us and that is incredible and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, so grateful. So you sisters, list three things that you're grateful for. Remember to do that every single day during these times. And um, we are actually in the works of planning more content to come out on the podcast 
Um, it's like a little new segment that we're going to be doing. So Mondays we'll have our solo episodes and then we are introducing a new segment probably on Thursdays. So stay tuned for that. I don't know if it'll be this week or next week, but we're, we're in the works. And um, just during this time so you guys can get some extra sisterly vibes and maybe hear from some past OK Sis guests. Yes, we're so excited. Okay, we love you. And follow us at OKSIS Podcast on Instagram and at OKSIS Podcast on TikTok. And on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Love you, sisters. Love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.